Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. NBA Strategy Show presented by No House Advantage. I am Dave Lockwood on the Twitters at Lafay underscore D. That is L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Joined by Joshua Engelman at Josh Engelman on the Twitters himself. What's going on, brother? Not much. Joshua Engelman was my AIM screen name back in the day. I went real creative for that bad boy. Yeah. Brutal. So your real name is actually Joshua. It is. It is. I only get that in very limited doses. Uh, used to be like if I were in trouble at home, Joshua yeah. was definitely the one pulled out. And then uh, my eighth grade history teacher only called me Joshua, including class, even when I told him, like, I don't go by that. He didn't <laughs> seem to give a shit. <laughs> I had some friends whose parents would call him by their first and middle name. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When they, oh, when yeah. they would do something wrong, only when they do something wrong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the middle name came out. My real name is actually just Dave. Is it really? No, that'd be weird, right? I don't, I don't know. Do you think that'd be strange? I guess. Like, if you just named someone Tim and not Timothy? Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about it, but yeah, I guess. Right? Although, like, you know, what are names anyway? We just make these words up all the time. Does anyone name their kid just Bill when it actually should be William? Like, does anyone oh. just say... Yeah, probably a lot of people. You think so? I would guess. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. It's the age I mean, like, question. You you say, like, when it's supposed to be William. None of these things are supposed to be anything. I mean, people name their... I mean, what the hell did Elon Musk name his kid? Like, the Prince symbol and, like, oh, yeah. the, the symbol for Bitcoin and all this <laughs> other weird stuff? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I don't even know how to pronounce it, as a matter of fact. But he does, and that's all that matters. I mean, people are doing weird things with names, like changing letters to Ys and stuff now. It's crazy. <laughs> Listen, first of all, that's, <laughs> that's not a weird name at all. No, it's not at all. But J-O-R-D-Y-N. You left me, you left me, you left me an in. What's that? You left me an in. I know. I said, <laughs> everyone, the, the funniest thing, though, was when I announced it during the, the deep dive, deeper dive, everyone thought it was Jordan, like Jordan Alvarez. That's incredible, dude. <laughs> that was that's- the best thing ever. And I mean, Chad just blew up over. And I didn't think about, like, all right, you know what? I kind of get where they're coming from, but 
no, it's not. It's not your dad. Uh, it's, but that that's was, like the best thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> for them so to hit good. that, that's that's fantastic. I would be like, you're gonna have to. You got to get her like a Jordan Alvarez like onesie jersey thing. <laughs> oh, if they make that, that'd be great. I would do it, even though yeah, of course. Masters is he still on Houston? No idea, dude. It's baseball season in eight days. I don't know a damn thing about. I don't know who's on what team. I haven't even opened a spreadsheet yet. No, oh, I just I take like four days to cram everything. You have to, especially yeah. when basketball season's going on. You have to. You know? I messaged uh, I messaged our fearless leader behind the scenes today. Like, do we have a preliminary MLB schedule yet? Because I need to know what's, what's about to happen, or I'm gonna drown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basketball season. You got a crypto bull run happening right now. No one's got time for baseball yet. Yeah, I'm I'm balls deep and so rare. It's insane. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's not. It's it's a fun but not fun excursion for me right now. I found one called Digical, right? It's like brand new. They haven't launched yet. It's a one-click mint NFT. You okay. can insure your NFTs, right? And it has a liquid marketplace. So if you want to sell something, you can actually just sell it. And they actually fact they 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 have like an algorithm that works a price out for it. It's kind of neat. It's nonstop new stuff. I saw Bales was like, if anybody's got any thoroughbreds last night, I was like, oh, I can't keep up with this any longer. <laughs> yeah, the horse racing. Anyway, we're happy to have you guys with us. Thank you for joining us as always. You know this, but I'll tell you again, the easiest and really the most helpful way to support us on the channel is to subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know, help us keep building those subscribers to, you know, pass everybody in the industry that's been doing this long before we have. We're close, right? But with your help, I think we passed them and in very, very short time. We've done what we've done thanks to you. And hit that thumbs up button. The YouTube algorithm, you know, likes to reward the, the bigger companies that are the bigger, I, I should say, channels for obvious reasons, right? But we're here. We're not going anywhere. And we're to be taken seriously. Let's show them that's the case. All right, Josh. So we got six games here. Before we do that, let's jump into a, a little bit of a lineup study from yesterday. Good. Some really wild games. First of all, I had a, a monster parlay on Alabama. I bet them live, minus 18 and a half. They win by 19. And you know who I parlayed it with? Well, I'm going to tell you. I live bet the Toronto Raptors at minus three and a half. What a dog shit team that is. I mean, Houston gets blown out by everyone. Everyone. And they end up winning by like 20 points. I, you can't make this up how bad to run. You, you have Pascal Siakam, uh, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell's having a great season, and you get smoked by the Rockets. It, it's just miserable. Yeah, uh, that one tripped me up. It was like, oh, John Wall, Christian Wood, potentially on a minutes limit or going to be on a minutes limit. And I was like, oh, I've got a lot of Christian Wood, but I'm going to roll with it. He's such a good per minute guy. Like, I, I think I'll be fine. Turns out Christian Wood plays 28 minutes and that bones me, but didn't matter for John Wall, 36 minutes and uh, 30 shot attempts, triple double. Yeah. Oh, and by eight, the he way. was eight of 30 from the field yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and they still won by 18 points. Yeah. It's, I was not happy about any of it. <laughs> so Christian Wood, by the way, um, played 28 minutes, but he would have played like 40. Yeah. He got, he had three, Alto, but would he, would he? I, he, I don't know. He okay. So I'm with played, you, but I don't he, know. he played eight minutes in the first quarter, and then he returned with only two and a half minutes gone in the second quarter, and then he played 
17 seconds before getting his third foul. So maybe you're right. Like maybe those minutes were just taken and, and reallocated to the second half. That's possible. Yeah. I don't know. But if that wasn't the case, he would have played around 38 minutes. (laughs) So yeah, I wish he would (laughs) have. Let me ask you a serious question. And then we'll, we'll talk about the, the winning lineups. Yeah. What is wrong with the Raptors? I, I don't tell me Kawhi. I you know obviously we, we know that Kawhi makes a big difference, but they're like 17 and 26. This has been a really bad basketball team and they've lost to some even worse squads. I mean, I think it's like two I think it's two major things. One, they did have like a relatively large COVID chunk there over the past couple of weeks. That hasn't been great. Yep. And I think a lot of two, just I mean, this is this is really the easy one. It must suck to be in Florida. <laughs> Like they're not at home. This is they're a team that aren't playing home games at all. They're not. They're away from everything. And I think that's like, you know, they've been a really good team for years now, and that culminated in an NBA title. And last year they were good. I mean, you know, one of the best teams in the East. You wouldn't have been surprised if Toronto went straight back. Obviously, like you know, not having Kawhi is huge, but they were a fantastic team again last year. That's a long grind after the bubble to come back and just still not be able to go back to Toronto. Like at some point in time, this was going to become like a call. They were going to need some sort of consolidation year. And I think that's just what we're seeing. All right. Fair enough. But they're living in Florida. It's not Kansas and no disrespect to you, Kansas folk, but Florida is a pretty nice place. So Yeah. But not if like, you're not, if you don't live there and you yeah, have to be, you know, living something like it's one thing for Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet or Pascal Siakam because you could just rent some baller house and live like a normal person. But if you're, I don't know, like Chris Boucher or something like that, you know, like he, he obviously makes good money, but you're totally uprooting your life to live randomly somewhere else and then continue to play basketball in front of nobody, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Jordan's got a nicer place than Chris Boucher. Well, yeah, Jordan's got a nicer place than all of us put together. <laughs> All right, what do you say, uh, Jordan Klein? Pull this up, and we'll hit the uh, the $15 fadeaway, 300 k up top yesterday. What went down, Josh? Yeah, so uh, winner of the shoot-around last night, Black Magic 978, which I guess is like Hot Magic Stepbrother or something along those lines. Who knows? Uh, winning lineup. By the way, I thought that was going to get a smile, so I could tell you're just like looking at chat or not even listening. I was uh, well, go go ahead, go ahead. Thought I made it. Thought I made a decent answer. Go ahead. I was reading there. someone in chat that was talking about how Nick Nurse can't hold together a team that Dwayne Casey built. So go, go ahead. Jeez, that's what a terrible take that is. Uh, no, the, so the, the guy that won the shoot around single bullet Black Magic nine seventy eight, which I said was Hot Magic stepbrother. Uh, <laughs> It's not a good joke. I don't, I don't like repeating it because it's not all that good. It's 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 so bad that it made me laugh. Right. I just when I saw that you didn't even change facial expressions, I knew that you never heard a single bit of it. <laughs> so you know, it's 100% just accurate. It's experience. So John Wall, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton. This is the big one. Kyle Anderson uh, goes for forty two and at forty two point seven five at three percent ownership. Uh, that entire Memphis team can just fall off a cliff. Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Middleton, Sterling Brown, 4,400, and then Moses Brown. So the dueling Brown combo to win it all. Love that Sterling Brown play for uh, 41 fantasy points. Obviously, you don't expect Sterling Brown to get 41 fantasy points, but and even that price tag is a little weird. Once things started opening up, <laughs> excuse me, for uh, Houston, he looked like a much better option. The Kyle Anderson one, though. 
I mean, sometimes you're just going to get slow-mo right, and that just happened to be one of those days. Yeah, it did. And the 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 Milwaukee game was nuts. They were up like 28 to 7 yeah. early in that game. Drew Holiday just went on an, a torrid pace early on. Yeah. And then Bobby Portis was pretty was I'm sorry, was Portis in the winning lineup? Nope. He wasn't. Okay. No. No. He had to, I mean, he had to have finished with a really solid game, though. Yeah, he he did. There's no uh no, he was the highest owned player. He went for 9.3x, 38 fantasy points, uh, just 25 minutes. And that was sort of my worry. I didn't really know what they were going to do there. I projected it for 26. Thought he was still like a really good play, but the the variability in what he was going to be able to do last night was huge. Yeah, I, I was a bit concerned about that as well, but ultimately I came to the conclusion that Bobby Portis is a 1.13 DraftKings point per yep. minute player. And at that price, like if he was 5,500 where he's been a lot this year, surprisingly, then I want nothing to do with it. But, you know, we played Irsan Ilyasova a whole lot when yeah. thinking he might only get 22 to 24 minutes at the same price. So if we're playing him, I'll play Bobby Portis as well, you know? Yeah, to me, it was a no-brainer. Uh, I was pretty happy to get away from Devontae Graham. He was me ultimately too. a failure, so that felt pretty good. Moses Brown looked great early. I mean, but, I mean, the chalk was great. Chris Middleton, you can't really ask for much more there at big ownership. Uh, Jalen Brown, ultimately with Jason Tatum getting ruled out late, uh, he was good. I expected a little bit more out of Marcus Smart. Um, I mean, he still went for 5.8x, but I kind of loaded up on Smart uh, once we got all that news in that 8 to 8.30 window last night. Didn't work yeah. out the way that I wanted. I also sort of avoided Zubac. He was fine, passable. That was another one that I wasn't too sure of last night. Yeah, I got to more Zubac than Moses Brown, and they basically did the exact same thing, so it didn't make a difference. But um, also tried to get a decent amount of Terry Rozier as well, just because he was single-digit ownership without LaMelo Ball, which I, I thought was pretty interesting. He had a good enough game, but, you know, it was one of those nights. And uh, Black Magic, congratulations. Would you say that lineup – for on a scale from one to ten, your personal experience. Uh, how how much do you like the build there on that lineup? Um, honestly, like it it looks pretty good. I don't really the getting to Towns and Moses Brown in the same lineup is a little concerning to me. Um, but not anything really? that I would have like. Yeah, I don't really love having like it's not something that I account for generally, but having two centers against each other, two guys that are going to naturally pull away from each other in the stat that they get the most is just a little bit of a concern. But I think Moses Brown, just because of his price and his role, didn't really matter as much. I was not getting to Kyle Anderson. I I thought he wasn't a very good play yesterday. So that's not something that I would have had. I like the Sterling Brown low on play. Look, it worked out. But to think that Kyle Anderson was going for 43 yesterday, I mean, that was like a 1% outcome. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'd be hard pressed to think that Anderson and Brown end up in a lot of the same lineups for me. But hey, yeah. To win and having I mean, three bucks. How many people do you think had Anderson and Brown in the same lineup? Like three. Yeah, let's, let, I'm going to try to figure it out right now. What did I say that he was owned? Anderson right. was Anderson 3. is 3.2, Sterling Brown 2.7. I don't know. There's no like quick way to find that on the side thing. Uh, 3.2 Kyle Anderson and Sterling Brown were in 21 of the 200 or of the 26,000 lineups. Okay. More than I thought, actually. You know who had the most of them? Who? That would be Rinpak, who had one, two, three, 
four or five. He, Rinpack had five of the 21. Wow. Okay, so he had 25%, basically, of all Sterling Brown and Kyle Anderson lineups. He had five. Kurt Brannigan had three. Dr. Carl and Ending had two. And then uh, Black Magic had the one. Sometimes that's what it takes to get a win. And having three bucks made a lot of sense to me, right? Um, yeah. Holiday, Holiday Middleton-Portis was undoubtedly the most popular trio. Yeah. I don't even have to look it up. I know that we all know that, that the most yeah. with all of them in it. And Portis had power forward eligibility, which was huge. So you ready Hopefully. to dive into this? Hell yeah. Let's do it. We got Denver. We got Orlando. Denver Nuggets on the road here. They are laying seven and a half, 216 and a half total. We'll get to the Ross and Chase and Randall news once we get to Orlando. But when it comes to Denver, there's really not much going on outside of the fact that uh, Monte Morris is out again and Gary Harris. Mike Malone said he's out for the foreseeable future, but it really doesn't even matter. Not right now. It doesn't. And you kind of know what you're getting out of Denver. I think Jokic, Murray, and Porter look different shades of good. I think P.J. Dozier on DraftKings for 3600 is a viable value play. And then you're really not worried about all that much. I mean, Will Barton's fine, I guess. But if I'm looking at this game, I think Jokic is at the top of the heap at 10-7. I think Murray at 7100 on DraftKings is a really, really nice price tag. I think he's going under-owned. He's 7800 on FanDuel. That price tag seems a little bit more reasonable to me. He's been himself, but... He has the ability to pop off against every single team every single night. And I like getting him when his ownership is oddly low. And to me, 12% on a six-gamer is oddly low. It does feel low. It does. And Jamal Murray is one of those guys, I think you and I had this conversation, that uh, I think we disagreed on it a little bit when I said that he's streaky, kind of boom or bust. But if he's coming in on a six-gamer at only 12% and you're not having to pay a premium for him, remember, Jamal Murray not long ago was 8900 8800 $8, right. Like, you know, you're paying a lot more for him than you would be now. He's a huge discount from where he was. Uh, and he is the clear number two option on this team. So I'm with you there. Plus, Jamal Murray could rip off 30 field goal attempts in a game and it wouldn't shock you. So no, uh, Not at all. That's the thing. And the more he's succeeding – the more he's going to shoot and the more no one cares that that's happening. Yep. He has that sort of vibe where once it gets going, everybody's taking a step back. Right. And dude, the high end on this slate is crazy because Harden's questionable. Yeah. Uh, LeBron is out. Embiid is out. Irving is out. Steph Curry is out. There's a lot of names in that 9K and up range, but also a lot of rednecks to him as well. <laughs> rednecks. <laughs> that's not what I said, but it did sound like <laughs> a lot of rednecks at the top. Uh, Do you have no, anything what, else that you like from Denver? Um, Michael Porter Jr., 6,500 on FanDuel is probably my favorite play from Denver, just from a position standpoint, salary standpoint. I think he's easiest to get to. Like Jokic on a raw basis grades out better, but just the way that the positions are set up today, I think Porter for 6,500 against Orlando stands out as someone I'm, I'm looking to get to. Okay. Um, the Orlando side, Terrence Ross questionable. And then you've got... Chase and Randall also questionable. So just the guards and, and wings have been decimated. You want to talk about a team that's been... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Decimated by injuries all year long. This has been one of them. You know, they get one back, they lose two. But they're, for the most part, healthy. Gordon's back. Evan Fournier's healthy. Vooch has been healthy. MCW's healthy. So they have enough here, Josh. How much does the how much do these injuries potentially impact our opinions on uh, Orlando today? So I have Ross in and Randall in right now, and I basically have Orlando as essentially unplayable. Okay. Aaron Gordon at nine point four percent ownership on DraftKings is the highest owned guy on DK. I think that's a little high. I don't have anybody higher than Vooch at seven. So I'm not truly looking at Orlando from a DK perspective. On Fandle, I think Aaron Gordon for 6,300 is in play, but he's already picking up 20% ownership. To me, that feels a little high. Now, if Ross ends up out or Randall ends up out and he's getting a little bit more facilitation duties, I think it's decent. But 217 total, they're seven and a half point dogs. No part of this game from the Orlando side looks like something that I would really like to get to. Thank you for the super chat. Gaming with Garavilia. I'm assuming, or it's maybe Garavaglia, 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 Garavaglia. That might be it. Dude, G-W-G. I don't know what you're saying. What's up? What are you talking about? That is, is that the person, person. That is the name of the person that super chatted us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Winning with Osimo. First place, 5K showdown, 500, 500 plus dollars yesterday. Love the shows. Thanks, man. Appreciate the support and uh, congratulations. Get it. Let's go to Washington and New York then, because there we don't we need to spend too much time on, on games that we're not really enamored with here, even though there's only six of them. Washington Wizards on the road. They are, what do we got, two-and-a-half-point dogs, 224 total. The New York Knicks have actually been a decent team this year. Their defense is, is good. Um, I, I just you know, watched them a couple of times recently against the Sixers, too, and their defense down the stretch is really good. And, and I tweeted this the other day, Josh, that Julius Randle's legit. I, this, he is really legit. I, I, it's not just bad team, decent player that looks really good. Of course, I'm not saying if you put him alongside Kevin Durant and, and James Harden that he's going to be doing what he's done over the past few months. But Julius Randle's really good. He's. I didn't expect this out of him. At Me this neither. Point. That much I could tell you. Uh, he's been unequivocally the best Nick. Uh, I don't even think it's particularly close. I like it. I assume that when they originally signed him, that was going to be just a, I don't want to say a waste of money, but he was just going to like cash his checks and wait for two years and then move on. And now, uh, he's going to get paid and he should, he's 26 he should. years old. Yeah. That's this is exactly what you're looking for. It's been worth uh, like three and a half wins so far. Um, I'm team Julius Randall. I think he looks great today too. Yeah, but me too. We'll get to that after Washington, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we'll start with Washington. Uh, ownership right now, preliminary ownership, of course. It changes throughout the day. It's always going to be more accurate the closer you are to lock. If you guys haven't checked it out, 
Uh, awesomeo.com slash join ownership player projections the top stack tool boom bust tool lineup builder all of our premium articles uh, all of the other data that we have you know data central just so many tools that i, I honestly don't have enough time to go through it all someone once said a couple weeks ago oh man why would i sign up when you guys are always giving out free content each day we give out like one or two pieces of free content and we have a hundred tools on the site like yeah Josh, it's it's an insane thought that one day we give away projections because we can want you guys to see what we have. We want you guys to see the tools that are built by Awesomeo himself, number one right. ranked DFS player that uses these tools to win a ton of money. We don't just give away the farm. No, not at all. Like you're not getting free projections every day. You're getting free projections one once day. every two weeks, you know, exactly. at best. Right. You're getting a free and- something probably. But it's a rotation of everything so that you can get to get an idea of what's behind the paywall before you subscribe. It's the, the perfect way to sample without having to buy. Exactly. Yeah, right. Right. It's like getting a, a sample of, of ice cream at the grocery store. You say, I like it. I don't like it. I like yeah. it. I'll buy it. Right. Yeah. I do this. At, well, I used to do this at Costco all the time. Now, uh, thanks a lot, COVID. No more Costco samples. Oh, I didn't know you worked as a sampler. I work as an eater of those samples. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got the fantasy cruncher add on too. And by the way, all these tools, they're not just for basketball, hockey, golf, NASCAR, football, baseball, MMA, esports, college basketball. Like we have all of these tools for everything. If they have content or contests on these sites, we've got content for them. So check it out at awesome.com slash join. And uh, one thing I, I always stress sign up when you sign up, join our premium Slack chat, right? It comes with the premium sub. Uh, and you have office hours where you have some really, really good players answering your questions. Guys that have won a ton of money playing DFS, answering your questions in office hours uh, in a more intimate setting than you have here on YouTube. So awesome.com slash join. Check it out. We got subs for a week, a month, a year, less than $4 a week, whatever you want. We've got you regardless of your budget or your style of play. On to the, uh, on to the Washington Wizards, Josh. Russell Westbrook is really really good for dfs purposes and now he's averaging 0.3 rebounds under a triple double on the season so i don't care if they win games or not this guy just comes out and rips off huge triple doubles every single night yeah uh this is an interesting game in that it's a matchup between the unequivocally fastest team in the league against the absolute slowest team in one of the best defenses well, I can quibble on that one, but we don't have to. I think they're a top 10 defense for sure. It's probably close. It's probably yeah. close. Right. They've been they've had some incredibly fortuitous shooting luck so far this season. And it doesn't come out in the uh, defensive ratings, but neither here nor there. It's not like by by all accounts it's a terrible DFS matchup. Whether they're 15th, 10th or 15th or 3rd, Either way, they're slow and not bad at defense. That much I can say. So I like getting to Beal or Russ or Rui. Those are pretty much the only guys that I have any interest in. But because of the matchup, I think that I'm going to be a little bit more muted than the public seems to be. We've got uh, we've got Russ projected for 16% ownership on FanDuel right now, 11 on DK. I'm coming in under that number. Beal, I think, is a bit about properly rated. Rui is coming in with 20% ownership on FanDuel at 5,200. I'm well uh, south of that number. Uh, To me, it's Beal is the guy that I'm cool with getting no matter what. A little bit of Russ seems okay, but I just, I prefer like all of the other payup options compared to Russ, including Julius Randle in this matchup. 
I do too. And I've played Russ a lot lately uh, among the high priced guys. He just seems to be under price or under owned all the time. Uh, but now Josh, you've seen his price point come up a lot. Like he, he was 10 two just the other day. And now he's 10, eight, at least on DraftKings. So what are you doing? What are you uh, doing over there? Everything froze. You were frozen. You and Jordan weren't in the Zoom. I didn't know oh, if it was okay. me or you guys, so I just kept back. talking. Yeah, I think I it was know. you. I was watching you freak out on the other side of the screen. Oh, yeah. I saw nothing. Both of you two were gray boxes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're back. So it's a it's a shit matchup for, for Westbrook and pretty much everyone on this team. Do yeah. you have any interest in saying, all right, well, Bradley Beal, I guess, is cheap enough, or do we just not really go to the Washington Wizards today? I'm willing to get to a little bit of Bradley Beal just because he's $1,500 cheaper than Russ on FanDuel and $1,400 cheaper on DraftKings. And I don't think that their ceilings are, I mean, they're sort of certainly different because Russ could have like a 40 point triple double, but at 96 or 9,400 for Beal, if he's just the guy that's getting the scoring, I'm okay going there. I think it's easier to spend up elsewhere than Russ today in this okay. matchup. Andrew. A routine supporter regular here. What's up, Andrew? Says uh, with the super chat. Do you think Oral Roberts will win their next game? Uh, I have no idea. I, no idea. Not are they? Is that a basketball thing? Right, right. Not because I don't know if they're good enough, but because uh, I don't know nearly. That's a great question to ask Ben Rasa or Matt Gajeski. Yeah. They can help you out with that. But still. Thank you for the super chat. I've got an oral Robert playlist bookmarked at Pornhub, but other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> if that was the name of a porn actress, I wouldn't blame Oral her. Roberta? Yeah. <laughs> no, Roberts would be her last name. And she's oh, just, okay, that works. First name's that works. Yeah. Okay, that works. That oral. Ah, oral. There we go. Do you like the New York Knicks in a spot where, well, by the way, the, the problem here is not the matchup because the Washington Wizards play at a lightning fast pace. They have a bottom five defense on the season. All of that is spectacular. But uh, I guess now the question is, what are we doing with all of these injuries? You have Derrick Rose who passed through COVID protocol, but it looks like he still has to get conditioned before he returns. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you have him in today? Because from what I saw, it didn't look like, okay, me neither. And then you have Peyton questionable, Quickly's probable, uh, Mitchell Robinson's questionable. There's a lot of moving parts and, and unknowns here. I have a sneaky suspicion by the time this show's over, we're going to get one of those messages from Tom that's like, okay, dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, because David Evans in chat just said something, and I would like to go in on that a little bit. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just sit back and talk about the Knicks instead. So 10K Julius He's Randall. not wrong, though. I mean, I don't think that he wasted it at all. It ended up with him having HIV, so it seems like he used that name perfectly. Oh, well, I don't. I didn't think he was. I didn't think it was. Okay, now dial it back. I'm not. I'm not following you down this path. See, that's what I'm trying to say, man. 10K Julius Randle on Fanduel, 9900 on DK. To me, he's going significantly underowned. Uh, we're. I, I just want to get to a lot. Hold on, Randall hold on. Here. SMP goes. I mean, Magic had a porn career. The cameras just weren't on. <laughs> exactly. All right, exactly. Go, we're done. We're done. Go ahead. Uh, I think Randall looks fantastic. Um, I think the pace up spot for Randall and the Knicks is incredible. They gain like five extra possessions. That's like three fantasy points for Randall. He's yep. one of my favorite plays of the day. I think he's going pretty significantly under-owned. Like he's 10% owned on DraftKings. 
at 9,900. I'm just in for that number. This is as good of a spot as you're going to find for the Knicks. So people give me ju- Randall. Sorry, people just don't want to pay for Julius Randall. I mean, they did the other day when there were no other top price options to pay for. But it is. it seems that when there are other guys that are worth paying up for, people don't want to pay for Julius Randall. But he's a legitimate triple-double threat every single night. Right. Yeah. He's averaging like 12, 13 potential assists per game. He's top 10 in rebound chances and his usage does nothing but continue to climb. I mean, you're talking about someone that's playing huge minutes, played 40 plus minutes in regulation in what? Four straight games now. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's playing crazy. I gave him 38 and like it was up in the air for me to give him 40. Right. Why would you not at this point? If you're Tom Thibodeau, right? We know how Tom Thibodeau, runs his rotations. Do you remember Jimmy Butler literally playing 40 plus minutes every night? He was playing Luol Deng like 38 minutes and he had like fractured vertebrae in his back. (laughs) I know. So it wouldn't shock me at all for Randall to get 40 plus minutes. And if that's the best matchup you can find in the league. Yep. 10% right now in Julius Randall is, I think objectively, too low but I, I agree i feel like rj barrett is neutrally owned to me on fandle at around 20 percent. i agree there i think he's under owned on dk but here's the big one and i'm curious to get your thoughts Nerlens noel is 4800 he is projected to be fully unowned right now mitchell robinson did not start the last game uh Nerlens noel played and he's questionable yeah Nerlens noel played massive minutes again played 36 minutes even if you want to give Mitchell Robinson more minutes and say that he and New Orleans Noel split the center minutes, because they took Taj Gibson clean out of the rotation. I gave it 28 and 20 for these two guys today. If that's the case, or even if you want to go 26, 22, I think New Orleans Noel is just underpriced for the spot, especially if he's not getting any ownership. This is not a matchup where you're like, Oh no, New Orleans Noel is not going to fit against Washington. What are we doing here? Like 0.3% ownership. I assume that number comes up. I have him like 15% of the time in the optimal. In most other lineups, if Mitchell Robinson was in, I would just probably find a different place to go here. But because it's against the Wizards and because the New York Knicks play at such a slow pace themselves, it is such an upgrade in matchup for this for, for, for the entire team and for Nerlens Noel. You're going to see more rebounding opportunities, more shot-blocking opportunities, and he played 36 minutes last game. So if if all of that is in the cards, then it makes sense to me. Now, granted, they have played some just heinous games recently, just super low-scoring games. Uh, that Philly game was 100 to 101, but that went through five minutes in overtime and would have been a much lower-scoring game. So uh, that sucks, but when you're facing Washington, you're at least getting a sizable bump in pace. Washington leads the league in pace by a wide margin. So yeah, uh, I have it as 4.7 possessions over the the Knicks. That's a ton. It's a ton. I'm with you. I I think it's a perfectly reasonable play, especially if nobody's going there. Now, if it ends up that somehow Nerlens Noel's ownership skyrockets throughout the day, uh, if what about, and then we'll move on from this one. What about if Mitchell Robinson ends up being out and then Nerlens Noel's ownership goes much higher? I don't know how much it would change. Okay. Honestly. Like, I Wait, think that they would just. Opinion or how much his ownership would change? 
I don't know why his ownership would change. I think that they just take those Mitchell Robinson minutes and just give them to Taj Gibson again. Like if Nerlens Noel was able to play 36 minutes in the most recent game, call it 31 because of overtime. Again, I'm projecting at 28, so I'm not even going that entire direction. Mitchell Robinson played 17 minutes. I just assume those 17 minutes go to Taj Gibson and it's a wash. I I would actually give Taj more. In this case, again, I would give him 20 that I'm giving Mitchell Robinson. It doesn't change my outlook. I don't know why it would change anybody in the public. Double R with the super chat says, Josh, if you put the Lakers young core back together, how good would they be right now? Ingram, Randall, Clarkson, Lonzo, they'd be like a 500 team. Yeah, they wouldn't be that good. They wouldn't be that good. It's the truth. No, they wouldn't be that good. Ingram has contributed to like no – Ingram's a nice player when it comes to stats, but if we're being completely honest, that team every year should be better than they are. And this year included, and they continue to lose basketball games, no matter who's at the helm. So, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not a huge Jordan Clarkson fan. So uh, that's, that's not an upgrade to me at all. Well, Clarkson is a perfect fit on a team like Utah where he's, where he helps them a lot off the bench, but he's not the core piece. He's just, you know, he's an integral piece, but they could still win games without him. I, I, Ingram, Randall, Clarkson, Lonzo core would be, in my opinion, Josh, in the West, the 500 team. I don't know what you think, but. Now, like in the, it would be really interesting to see that team if it were these guys growing Lonzo, LeBron, Ingram, Randall, insert other people here. I think that's a fun, like, I think that's an, an actual solid team, but just as the young guys, they don't have that guy. None of these, none of those guys are a core piece. Yep. Uh, and I bubbles. love I love the way Randall's playing right now. I'm probably way higher on Lonzo than most. Uh, Bubble says Lafay, you like the over? Now I, I I know it's a fast paced game, but two twenty four points is still a lot for this Knicks team. Uh, I'm I, I'll probably stay away from that. Let's talk about the Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Lakers without LeBron, still without Anthony Davis, might be without Marcus Saul. That's clearly the least of their worries right now. Six point dogs. 220 total against that same Pels team we were just discussing. Let's do this, man. Let's let's start from the top, work our way down, and figure out what this rotation is going to look like without LeBron James in it. Oh, God. Uh, there is a lot of not great on this team right now. So Montrezl Harrell is just going to soak up as many center minutes as he can play. They don't really have, like, a legitimate – backup center that's available. I don't think it's going to be Marcus Gasol today, but even if it is, it's not like Marcus Gasol is going out there to play 20 plus minutes. So I gave Harold 32. He's 7,500 on FanDuel, 6,800 on DK. One of my favorite plays of the slate. And I think that he's going a little bit under owned. Like Devonte Kakak is the only other guy that's a true center on this team. Markeith Morris isn't just going to soak up a ton of time against Steven Adams, or he's going to get destroyed um, I think Schroeder looks good. Again, you know, he's going to be taking on the lion's share of the creation. Kuzma is 6,500 and 6,800. Taylor Horton Tucker is 6K on Fandle. No thank you on that price tag, but he's only projected for 2% ownership. So now I actually have to look at him. Uh, 5,500 on DK projected for 6% ownership. I like that. Caruso and... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. KCP are getting some ownership. Not really my cup of tea, but Harold Schroeder, Kuzma, and unfortunately, THT. You got to look at a lot of the Lakers today with LeBron out. I honestly thought that we'd be seeing higher uh, aggregate ownership on the Lakers than we are right now. I think they're already slowly getting priced up. Like THT being 6K on FanDuel, that's a quick move. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point, right? Because they're in good spots, but are they in a good enough spot? The, the, the thing, though, too, is this is a Pelicans team that I, I know the total is only 220. That's actually uh, significantly lower than I thought it would be. But the Pels make for a very good matchup. There's just no doubt about that. They have the third worst defensive rating in the league. I know they don't play at a lightning fast pace, but they play at a middle of the league pace, right? Right right in the middle of the league. So really bad defense, uh, really fast pace. And another thing to consider that isn't talked about a lot, the Pelicans have a top seven offensive rating too. So they're going to score points and they're going to give up a ton of points. Uh, there was a game that I bet the over on it would be this one because even without LeBron and Davis, I think the Lakers can still hang. I just have no confidence in this Pelicans team to to win games comfortably at this point, although they really should tonight. They should. Don't don't be too confident in that real uh, they can still hang thing. I think this is why you see such a low total with LeBron James and Anthony Davis off the floor this year in 762 possessions. They have a 104.5 offensive rating. That's a 10th. Yeah. 10th percentile outcome. Oddly enough, though, 109 defensive rating. That's 79th percentile for some strange reason, and I don't really know what it is. Their defense is actually holding up with Montrez Harrell at the center position. Yeah, that is strange. Now, granted, by the way, this was an indictment on the Pelicans and and not me giving much credit to the Lakers. But um, they're creating a ton of turnovers as a defense when LeBron and AD are off. So I think that's driving a lot of it. They're just going balls to the wall to try to make people cough it up. Would you say you have any top options from the Lakers? You mentioned all of those other guys, but are any of them, like is Dennis Schroeder still sub 7K, mid 6K on DraftKings? Would you consider that a top option? Because I'm going to have a tough time getting away from him against the Pelicans. Yeah, I think Schroeder is a top option. I think Montrez Harrell is even better than that. Um, those two guys on DK, I love Harold Schroeder and Kuzma are all pretty neutral to me on FanDuel. Like $7,500 Montrezl Harrell is expensive, but there's six games on this slate. Like that's for him to be 8% owned on FanDuel. I'm just going to be over that number for a starting center of his quality. We're talking about a 1.25 fantasy point per minute guy. Uh, but Harold and Schroeder on DraftKings are key plays to me. Kuzma and THT are certainly parts of uh, heavy parts of my player pool. Okay. Yeah. I I just, the one thing I obviously like a lot about Dennis Schroeder is he's going to have every opportunity to distribute, to be the point man, to bring the ball up the court uh, and and really take over that role that LeBron James had, unless you think it'll be someone else. I mean, it kind of just has to be him. That's what I'm saying. By default, he's got to be that guy. Uh, and I haven't looked it up, and AMF is running super slow right now, but I just wanted to pull up his permanent yeah, production. They're probably going to run pretty slow for a while. They got uh, shouted out and written up on 1.37 p.m., so. What's that? They, Add More Funds got written up on Gary Vaynerchuk's, like, uh, guy's blog about Top Shot, so they might be getting a bit of traffic today. All right, so that means that he's uh, 
Late to the party again. That guy has lost so many people money, I'm telling you. I wholeheartedly disagree with you and have wanted to disagree with you in uh, our private Slack channel, but I don't have the energy. It, like, I'm not saying what he's doing is done for the wrong reasons because I don't think he is, but when you're going out there and telling people to jump into something and you're telling them to jump into something after it's been fully established, like telling people to jump into top shots in, in top shot in late February was an awful idea. I don't agree with you. Okay. Well, you don't have to because you're wrong. Like, no, he didn't say just do it blindly. It's the same path as uh-uh. it's but, the same path as cards. I listen to everything he puts out literally okay. everything. The people, but you're at least a somewhat at times occasionally measured person. Sure. The people that, that listen to him, and not everybody, but a large group of people that listen to him, and by the way, they would have lost their money somewhere else anyway. Right? I, I, I fully believe that. But so many of these people hear something and they jump right into it. When you're saying Top Shot is the next big thing, jump, it's time. What I'm saying is he hasn't been early to the party on any of these things. I don't really think there's any argument there. Is he early to the party on a macro scale? Maybe, I guess. But a lot of these things, he has been late in terms of like the overall massive push. He's not He's not creating this push as much as you'd think he is. Of course, he's bringing in a bunch of new people to the ecosystem, but Top Shot already had a ton of people before he said anything about it. Agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I was hoping you'd have a little fire in your belly, but I guess not. Uh, not a road I want to go down right now. <laughs> Why is that? Because the show will be over. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Dennis <laughs> Schroeder, 1.08 DraftKings points per minute in 260 minutes without Davis and LeBron on the floor. Uh, and usage is what? 28%? Harold's at 28% usage as well in those situations. So, uh, I think, you know, you make a good point about Harold being the guy. 1.31 DraftKings points per minute for Harold with Anthony Davis and LeBron off in just over 300 minutes. Yeah, he to me, he looks fantastic. Uh, uh, people probably look at the $7,500 price tag on him on FanDuel and think, like, no way can I do that. But Jokic and Vooch are both plus over 10K. He's the next most expensive center at 7,500. The guys below him, Aiton, Cantor, Dwight Howard, Adams, Nerlens Noel, Kelly Olynyk. Like, are you confident in any of those guys being the nuts for today? I'd much rather have Harrell at 30 plus minutes with no LeBron and AD. Yep. I'm with you. Double R says, how aggressive should the Clippers be in going after Lonzo? Um, thank you for the super chat. Josh, I don't know. What do you say? Uh, depends what they give up. I mean, they the, the cupboard is bare in terms of picks. You know, if it's costing you like Luke Kennard and something else, then obviously do it no matter what. I'm, I don't know how they pull it off easily. All right. What do you like from the Pels against the Lakers team that, like you said, bad defensively, good or bad offensively, good defensively without LeBron and Davis? Yeah. Uh, so Zion, as per usual, 8,600 on FanDuel, 8,700 on DK. I think he looks really good on FanDuel given the way the position is set up today. We'll get to uh, the punching bag from earlier today, Brandon Ingram, 7,600 and 7,800. Again, six-game slate against the Lakers. You know, maybe there's some sort of revenge narrative you want to hit your wagon to, but ultimately he's just, you know, an upper mid-tier price guy that uh, you should probably have in like 15 to 20% of your lineups. 
I like the value options a little bit more. Well, so, so value, mid-tier value. Like, I think Lonzo at 6,800 on DraftKings is a little bit underpriced and significantly underowned. I think Steven Adams is a little bit underowned on DK, just given what the center position looks like today. Those are really the guys that I'm looking at most. I think you could sprinkle in some Josh Hart or some Bledsoe, and that's fine. But Bledsoe has just been so, so bad. Awful. 0.73 FanDuel points per minute over the last 30 days. It's not like he's nursing an injury. He's like the he plays 30 minutes a game. He's just unequivocally terrible right now. Shocking how bad he's been. Absolutely shocking. Really bad. Uh, the only real significant ownership on either side is is Ingram on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of Ingram on DraftKings right now, a little bit of Zion on FanDuel around 15%, but uh, Ingram is the one player on FanDuel. Uh, and I guess 7,600 at small forward is going to do that for you. Yeah, it's just uh, to me, you got you kind of got to get there at small forward. Most expensive guy is Jimmy Butler at ninety five hundred. You get Ingram nineteen hundred dollars cheaper than that, and then you get Evan Fournier a thousand dollars cheaper than that. So at some point in time on a six game slate, raw points just matter, and I don't think Brandon Ingram is expensive enough for that to be a problem. So I, I think that the ownership is more than warranted. The totals in today's games are really low. Yeah, really low. Two Except for Nets Blazers. Yeah, exactly. 216, 224, 220. Uh, and now we get to Phoenix and Miami. That's 215 and a half. Should be a close game. Phoenix only favored by one point on the road. But it's it's just another one of those spots, Josh, where pulling ownership up now. Again, on a six-game slate, you're going to have to get somewhere. But this is another one. Just overall aggregate ownership seems to be very low. Yeah, and I think that that is legitimate. I actually think Phoenix is going uh, pretty significantly over-owned here. On FanDuel, Yeah, well, on both sides, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't have anybody in the green in my, like, leverage met- metric. So Devin Booker and Chris Paul are about, you know, 12% owned on FanDuel. Sure, whatever. That's fine. If you want to get to them, cool. Both sites, I think it's fine. But, like, I don't want Bridges or Aiton. Neither of these guys look good or picking up ownership. For some reason, we have Jay Crowder projected for 21% ownership on FanDuel. We have Cam Johnson back now. I'm not entirely sure how Jay Crowder becomes like an interesting value play. 0.7 FanDuel points per minute over his last 30 days. He's 3,900, so I understand it from a price perspective. I don't really know what the ceiling is there. I actually just put him in the syllabus as my biggest bust for today. We'll see where that ownership actually ends up. I think Phoenix is uh, basically the worst team that you could have today outside of Orlando. And Orlando could open up some stuff with some injury news. I don't really see it for Phoenix. A Phoenix-Miami game is a fantastic game to watch and a terrible game to have a DFS outlook on. It is. It's really bad. And the Miami side doesn't get a whole lot better. I mean, Bam's getting some love on FanDuel, around 21% at 8K. On draft. On DraftKings, he's around 11%. He's the only Miami player right now with double-digit ownership, and it's very low yeah. double-digit ownership. Yeah, Butler and Bam, to me, are the only people that are playable from Miami on DraftKings, and even that is a bit of a stretch. Now, Goran Dragic is questionable. If he happens to be out, I think that opens up at least a little bit of additional minutes. But now that they have Trevor Ariza in the rotation, people can shift around a little bit. They didn't really have that guy that fit in that spot previously. On FanDuel, same story for me. It's Butler and Bam, but Butler for 9,500 on FanDuel, given the lack of uh, like the all the guys that are normally pay-up options on this slate that aren't there, I mean, Butler's been insane as of late. Basically, the, the moment I started bringing up the Middleton-Butler stuff again, <laughs> dude went 
bananas. Yeah. 1.5 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. He's doing his best to make me look even dumber than I normally am. Uh, I actually think he's under-owned on FanDuel today. I think Bam is slightly over-owned, but either way, it's Butler and it's Bam and it's nothing else for me from Miami. I guess yeah, Tyler I, I, Hero. Sorry, I'm what? I guess Tyler Hero is fine. Well, Goran but, Dragic is also questionable, so. Right. If he's yeah. out makes you feel a little bit better about like trying to get to a little bit of Kendrick Nunn or hero or something like that. Um, they got enough bodies now that I don't think it's a huge deal and I don't want to play Dragic either way. All of these shows, by the way, can be uh, checked out in podcast form. If you don't want to listen to them on YouTube, maybe you don't have YouTube premium. You want to put your phone in your pocket. You're doing something throughout the day. You want to listen. You don't want to kill your battery. Go to uh, any podcast platform out there, whether it's Apple uh, podcast, Spotify, you name it. I, I, we're pretty much on, on all of the platforms, and it's totally free to listen to as well. So check it out. Rate those podcasts and leave us a review if you don't mind while you're there and you remember. It's greatly appreciated. And be sure to check out the deep dive. Totally free every day at awesomeo.com. Uh, Adam Share writes that most of the time, but we have a great cast of people writing that. And today, what's the free content today? What do we got? We got uh, NBA player projections, PGA ownership, and the NHL player projections. All of that at awesome.com free. So if you don't uh, or aren't ready to sign up yet and subscribe, check all of that stuff out. Totally free on the site today and the deep dive by Adam. And Josh, of course, you have your uh, uh, articles. I'm not sorry. Your process show at 630 in the morning. And then you have some pre-recorded videos that come out, should be coming out soon. They are already out, buddy, man. Oh, I'm good. I'm right. good at this stuff. Contenders videos hit the airwaves before this strategy show even starts. I've got tons of content out before anybody even gets themselves started. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the guy you watch when you want to have your morning coffee. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I'm still sleeping. All yes. right. So let's move it on. Then we got two games to go. Philly and Golden State. The Curry brothers will be chatting from the bench. Both of them absent for this one. Philly, three-and-a-half-point favorites, 216 total. No Seth, no Steph. Kind of weird. Would have been would have been fun, especially. I, I think – do you think do you think Seth would have been gunning today, especially given that, that Joel Embiid is out? I have a feeling that you would have seen some, some pretty heavy or heavy firepower coming from Seth Curry. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. I think it would. I, I think – you know, he's always said how much he hates his brother and how much he thinks he's better than him. You know, I, no, I like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Just, just, he gets apoplectic at the thought of Steph Curry. Is anything you're saying serious right now? Yeah. No, not of it. I didn't, I didn't think so. <laughs> none of it. But you can imagine what it'd be like, right? It being Seth Curry and your brother being Steph Curry. I'm not sure how fun that is. I bet it's a blast because Seth Curry still makes some bank. Uh, married living to Doc's shadow, daughter. Josh, living in the shadow. That's like the coolest shadow in the world to live in. Really? I wouldn't mind it at all. You would Other than having to tell Steph that that first like, Under Armour shoe was dope or something and lie to his face. Other than that. Oh, I'd hate it, man. Oh, it's got to be so much fun to be in that family. Can you imagine what the games of like knockout and stuff were like in their driveway? Jesus, Dell just smacking them around until they're like 20. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, who's older, Seth or Steph? Steph, by a lot. By a lot? Yeah. Is it a lot? Yeah. I feel like I, I say that because I feel like Seth Curry's been in the league way longer than anyone realizes. Uh, I mean, that might be true, but then Curry and is, Steph, and Steph is also in the league. Yeah, you, by you're a lot. right. You're right. 
yeah, three years, I think, maybe four years. Three, okay. There. Yes. Uh, Seth's been in the league for like eight years now, though. Yeah. It's a long time. He's been in the league league. so long that, like, he's one of the last couple Duke guys that I still remember watching before I gave up college basketball to dive into DFS. Crazy. I forget sometimes how long uh, Steph's been in the league. I I was just looking over his career stats the other day, and I was kind of blown away by the fact that that he's been here for a long time. I mean, he's been in the league for 11 years. And I I mean, just think about his college run. I mean, that is, like – he predates me living in North Carolina playing college basketball and him just going nuts in the playoffs yeah. for Davidson. He's basically my age. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. You like anybody from Philly? The whole damn team. <laughs> uh, you have to. So pace up spot. Golden State plays super quick. They're obviously, you know, it should be a close game. Both teams are missing their stars. Ben Simmons is projected for 30% ownership on FanDuel at 8,200 fully warranted Tobias Harris is like a 15 to 20% guy. I think Dwight Howard is like a 15 to 20% guy on FanDuel today. I like the idea of still getting to Tony Bradley for 3,900 on FanDuel might be over projecting him a tad. We shall see, you know, you can get to a little bit of shake Milton as a value play. Corkmaz picked up the start the last game out. He's projected for 25% ownership on FanDuel, the flat minimum. He's $1,000 more expensive on DraftKings, which makes it a little bit more difficult to get to. So Harris, Ben Simmons, Shake Milton, I like all three of those guys the most on DK. Shake is more of like a contrarian GPP play, but uh, I have no problem having Philly be one of the teams that I have owned the most today. Everything fits. It's a perfect matchup for them. Oh, $4,500 Corkmas is disgusting. Yeah, but $3,500 Corkmas on Fandle is glorious. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. It's just I can't stand rostering that guy. He's he's a headache. He's a he's a constant headache. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. Like, there's there's a really realistic chance that he is not the starter today, right? Like, they, oh, they sure. rotate through that piece Absolutely. all over the place. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I like Tobias the best. I just think right now – from a ceiling standpoint, you can get some really huge games from Tobias Harris. He he is a very streaky shooter, by the way, too. I, but he's going to shoot. Uh, and that's kind of what I care about. He did get to the line 11 times last game, but shot 5 of 18. Uh, the game prior to that, though, huge, huge game. And when he's on, he's on. So him and Simmons, both the two guys that I think at their current ownership, it actually seems a, a little bit low just given that it's only a six game slate, I know this totals low 216 total should probably be a low scoring game, but you just can't un- underestimate uh, or overstate Joel Embiid's absence and how much that affects this team. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. So I have Tobias Harris in the optimal on DraftKings 13.2% of the time and Simmons 13.1. <laughs> okay. To me, they're basically the same and I just want to have both of them, honestly. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. How about the Golden State Warriors? Uh, so basically the exact same thing we just talked about. Again, it's going to be a little bit different on FanDuel and DK. On DK, I love Jordan Poole at 5,600. He's been great so far. 1.12 fantasy points per minute since he's been up. He's pretty heavy chalk, 34% owned on FanDuel. I agree with it. I think Wiggins at 6,600 on FanDuel again, or on DraftKings rather, 23% owned. I agree with it. After that, it gets a little bleak to me. Draymond, Oubre, Wiseman, because everybody's back except for Steph. Those guys look okay. But on FanDuel, 
I'm in for Draymond at 7K on FanDuel. He's 24% owned, though, so a little bit over-owned to me, but still very much a part of the player pool. Kelly Oubre is 5,600. He's projected for 18% ownership on FanDuel. I completely agree with it. Wiseman, $200 above the minimum projected for 12% ownership. That's a really interesting piece. I have no idea how many minutes that guy's going to play. I gave him 22, and at 3,700, I think that's more than worth the shot. He could easily play more. Yeah, I think at that price, you should have pretty, you should feel pretty good about him. And there's a couple of things here that stand out. When you are facing, number one, when you're facing a Sixers team that doesn't have Joel Embiid, that's going to help you as a big man. Dwight Howard's done a phenomenal job of rebounding, so let's give him some credit. I swear he had like 100 rebounds last game. Uh, how many rebounds did Dwight have last game? I feel like I would remember if he had 100. No, yeah, 100 would be inaccurate. But he has double-digit rebounds in, look, I think all of the games recently that Embiid has missed. He's got 15, 13, 13, 12. He's a great rebounder. He really is. And he's still rebounding really well. He played a lot of minutes last game. His price point is absurd. But uh, Wiseman at 3,700, that to me, for a center that actually, I, I don't think Kerr wants him to, but he wants to shoot threes. He's, he's, he's a good young player. Could he give you a 10 and 10 double, double with a block and, and a couple assists? I think he could. And, and I wouldn't be surprised that if he, he played 28 minutes last game, by the way, the problem is he hasn't played since the 15th. Yeah. So, I don't know what to make of Wiseman. He's been bad this year. I think that he's going to be good. I don't really know what to do with him at this point, but, but at 3,700 on FanDuel, I'll play the hell out of him. That's for sure. He hasn't been bad for DFS, though. Like, no, know, no, no, not at all. And Right, so you're talking about real life. Yeah. I, I, he hasn't been great, but he's averaging well over a fantasy point per minute. So yeah. uh, let's see. If he gets 24 minutes at 3,700, are you on him? Or are you there? I'm on him at 22 minutes. Okay. <laughs> I, I only ask because, his, you know, Fandle, the kind of opportunity cost when you're talking about a center position where you can only roster one of them, and it's going to be James Wiseman. Uh, I don't on a day like today. I don't hate it because it's just so shallow outside of Jokic yeah. and Vooch. Anything else from this one? No, nah, I don't think we're missing anything there. I mean, like basically the whole game is in play given the injuries. All right, uh, Andrew Kang said, "Do you think the Wizards speed up the Knicks or vice versa?" I said both, and he said, "What kind of a effed up answer is that?" Um, the correct one? It, no, it, you're, you're thinking of it in the wrong context. The Knicks will play faster than they usually do. The Wizards will play slower than they normally do, and you'll find a, you'll find a middle ground there. So yes, you know, yeah. it's a pace up spot for the Knicks, a pace down spot for the Wizards. Very simple, correct? correct. Very simple. Um, Money maker strategy show yesterday. The one before live before live. You missed my super chat. Cash at me my money back. You can tell me what the super chat was. It's the deeper dive, not the strategy show. But I, I don't recall Jordan. I don't recall him super chatting. Do you? Either way. Shit. Either way, it's also not getting sent back to you in the cash app. So, yeah. All I have don't, in there is Bitcoin anyway. Don't hold your breath. I don't remember seeing one. I'm pretty certain we uh, we got to everyone. I don't know. One game to go here. Let's shout out and say hi to our sponsor, No House Advantage. If you guys haven't signed up at No House Advantage yet, not sure what you're waiting for. You know, we talk about good opportunities all the time to make money in DFS uh, and in their case, player prop betting. It, it, it's, it's all about finding good spots. And sometimes it's a niche spot. It might be 
uh, overlay. It might be getting in on a soft product where people don't know what they're doing and you have free tools like we do at awesomemode.com uh, to, to use on the site that other people don't know about. You know, at No House Advantage, we have the, the No House Advantage player prop projections free every day and the No House Advantage optimal lineups tool free every day. All of it right there. All you have to do is download the app and figure out how to play. It's very simple. It's peer-to-peer player prop betting, and it's in contest form, which is very cool. It's like a GPP style. So you're picking a bunch of different player props in, in, a, in a tournament style to, to win money. And you've got promo codes there as well, $20 and uh, free match play bonus. Just use the promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. You got tonight's $10,000 contest. Again, there's so many reasons to play it. The, the match bonus, the free projections and optimal lineup tool at Awesome. And then Josh, just the one thing that we talk about all the time, Ben's been mentioning it forever. The props are static. They don't change throughout the day. So money is not moving them like it would on other sites. So if you, you know, like to consider yourself sharp or a smart enough person to figure this out, you're going to get soft lines. You're going to get stale lines every single day that other people aren't finding. Stale lines that you can attack with free optimal lineups and projections. I don't know what else we could do here. Plus free money on your signup if you use the promo code. It's literally the perfect package if you're trying to build a bankroll. Yep, that's right. No house advantage. Check it out today. Download the app. Use the promo code AWESEMO. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. Get free $20 in match play bonus when you sign up. All right. Brooklyn, Portland. The only game with a total of 225 or higher. This sits at 232. Brooklyn Nets, four-point dogs on the road. Kyrie Irving is out. We won't get into that argument. I tell you that much. Yeah, you want to do that one again? That one will stay off the stream. What a smart gentleman. Yeah, I try. Once in a while, I get things right. James Harden's questionable. I I meant Kyrie, not you. Kevin Durant's still out. Blake Blake Griffin is continuing to... uh, work his way into form. He played 15 minutes last game. So I'm assuming you have James Harden in, right? Yeah. Okay. So with him in, next soreness, I think he plays too. James Harden always plays. You know, it's just the kind of guy he is, Josh. Mm-hmm. What are your doesn't, thoughts? Doesn't seem to be getting him anywhere. I don't know. It got him onto uh, arguably the best team in the league. Yeah, but if he would take a couple more games off, maybe he wouldn't be so tired and go oh, stop. four for I'm 67 in the I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait. I'm just saying. James Harden, though, with Irving and Durant out against Portland, no team over the last 30 days has a worse defensive rating than Portland. They've been absolutely terrible. The only reason they're winning games is because Damian Lillard is a magician with the ball in his hand. What are we doing with Harden? I mean, it just feels so hard to say, yeah, I'll go elsewhere today. Well, I'm not saying that on Fandle. He's the best player on the slate. He's projected for 50% ownership on Fandle right now. This is bonkers. Do you know why that's bonkers? Because if James Harden gets ruled out, that's 50% of ownership to the most expensive guy on the slate that has to get redistributed. The entire scope of this day changes just by James Harden, and he's already heavy chalk, and he should be. I had him as my number one contender on Fandle. I would happily get to him on DraftKings. This spot does not get any better. We know what it's like to roster James Harden when the other stars are out. We've been doing it for years. He hangs huge numbers. I mean, he becomes a legitimate 100 fantasy point threat in games when he doesn't have the other stars on the floor. It's insane, and we've seen him do this time and time again. I'm not changing now. 
However, with no Kyrie, we're not stopping at Harden. Bruce Brown is projected for 30% ownership on both sites. Fully warranted. That number goes up if Harden ends up being out. Joe Harris is projected for like 20% ownership on FanDuel. A little bit less on DraftKings because he's more expensive. Fully warranted. Nick Claxton's been getting more minutes as of late. He's projected for 15% ownership on FanDuel and 27 on DK where he's 3,900. Fully warranted. And the guy that I haven't even mentioned yet because he's the guy that I haven't mentioned yet, Tyler Johnson is 3,100 on DraftKings, projected for 12% ownership. I think he gets the biggest boost with Kyrie being out. I gave him 28 minutes. To me, he's the best value play on the slate. And that's without, that, that's still with Harden in. If Harden ends up out, all of the guys that I just mentioned get even better. I don't know what you do other than just play a ton of the Brooklyn Nets today. It's tough, and it's usually a team that you're not doing that at all with. Uh, Roll Crazy Mech says, nice Spurs hat, Josh, with a little super chat there. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, Policia? says, wouldn't exactly be pleased with the show's attitude towards your money given that your question didn't get answered. What question? Yeah. Not to mention, we have made no requirements of what a Super Chat ends up being. We're happy to try to get to it, but uh, yeah, to be clear, I, it's, it's not a window into everything. I explicitly tell people not to Super Chat in the deep dive if it's a question. If it's a comment, you just want to throw some love or you want to get something read, read off on the show, very happy to do that, but Depending on the format of certain shows, it's just tough. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate all the support. We do. They and are not doing the show is the priority. Super exactly. chats are, if we can get to them, we will. And we'll very likely answer your question without the super chat anyway. You know? right. But it's appreciated. It's yeah. Very much appreciated. And all of you guys that have become members on YouTube as well, I see the awesome logos. There's some sick ones too, depending on how long you're there. Really yeah. sick. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to do any of that. We appreciate it, though. We do. And we appreciate everyone that comes in and hangs out in the premium Slack and premium subscribers over there. And uh, while you're at it, hit that thumbs up because we only got 137 with like 650 people watching. With Portland, Damian Lillard, absolute stud. I love this yep. guy. Just absolutely love him. A couple games recently haven't been great, but his first game with C.J. McCollum back, he ripped off 75 uh, he still has 30-plus real points in three of his last four and three of the four games that C.J. McCollum has been back. But at $10,000, know, what are we doing with him? And by the way, 30 minutes last game, they lost by 40 points to Dallas. So you know, don't look at that at all as anything that, that should be taken into consideration. I guess the problem is, like, can you get to him today with, with James Harden being such a lovely option? Like, can you go to both of them in the same lineup? Absolutely. Yep. There's enough value out there today. Uh, I, I like Dame on DK at 10K. I love Dame at 9,400 on FanDuel, as does the public already projected for 35% ownership. But we're not drawing a line at Dame and no one else for Portland. CJ, I think for 7,500 on FanDuel, 7,400 on DraftKings. Happy to go there. We're just going to run into a game where CJ just plays 37 minutes again. And I would like to be there before that happens. And a matchup against Brooklyn seems like a perfect opportunity to try to hop onto that train. Covington, this matchup to me is perfect for him. 6,100 on FanDuel, 5,700 on DraftKings. They don't really need a ton of center minutes. You know, like it's, they're perfectly set up for Covington to be the nominal five for big chunks of this game. I think that fits. I have him playing 35 minutes. Works for me as a value option if you need it. 
Derek Jones is 3,700 on DK. That's another pay down option. If you need one, I can get to mellow. I can even get to Gary Trent at 4,700 on DraftKings at no ownership. I basically want everybody that's going to play 25 or more minutes for the, the Blazers today. This is the game that will have the most exposure for me. It's not even close. Okay. And I don't think it should be honestly, it's just monster ownership across the board. The James Harden news is huge. Like if he ends up sitting and they just kind of concede this game because they're already without their two top guys, if he ends up sitting, it blows everything up. Yeah, it's it's it changes literally everything. Like Nikola Jokic's ownership, if James Harden gets ruled out, will change dramatically because there just aren't that many other guys to pay up for. It's it's nuts. One piece of advice, by the way, guys. Certain books, I can't say which ones, are are very slow on the trigger to pull games off the board when news breaks. I have alerts set up that go straight to my phone. And the moment I get that, if it's big news, I hit the other team and I hit them hard. And usually you have about a minute to a minute, usually a minute, let's say a minute. But you can get in there, Josh, and catch like a – five-point swing before it happens. If James Harden ends up being ruled out, and we have that information earlier today, now, mind you, you have to be careful that it's not already baked into the line. But if he goes out and that goes off the board, it's coming back at, like, Portland minus 10. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a dramatic change. Yep, come back at Portland minus 10, you get him at four. So pay attention to that. Like, if you want to be able to to get good bets and beat the line, usually you – with, with like, well, I'll say it, with DK, you can take like a minute before it's gone. And a minute is usually all you need. So check it out. Uh, Andrew Kang, we can close it with this, says, what's up, guys? You pay, uh, for pay up, do you prefer Randall or Butler tonight? Do you think the Wizards fast pace benefits Randall and back? Yeah, no, we explicitly said that earlier. It absolutely benefits them a lot. Just because it slows the game down, it's still well. Just because it slows down for Washington doesn't mean it slows down for New York. Actually, it speeds it up a lot. Um, yeah. Do you prefer Randall or Butler tonight, Josh? Uh, on Fanduel, it's Randall. On DraftKings, it's even more Randall. Okay. Yeah, Randall for me too. Uh, oh, and hey, last last thing with Portland and Brooklyn right now. Assuming James Harden is in, who are your top options from each side? Damian Lillard and James Harden. Okay. Uh, any kind of peripheral guys that you really like right now? Uh, CJ and Covington on FanDuel. Derek Jones Jr., Covington and CJ on DraftKings. Claxton, Bruce Brown, Tyler Johnson, Joe Harris. I mean, it's the whole damn game. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. It's the it only is. game that has like that real curb appeal before you dig into it. It really, really helps that that Sixers-Warriors game is also at 10 to give you a little bit of additional wiggle room if you need to late swap and we don't have hardened news. Because if this game were on an island, boy, oh boy, would you be hanging yourself out there. Because if James Harden sits, you don't exactly have a ton to get to afterwards. Right. So it, it's it's not going to be a one-for-one swap, but you could go to like a Tobias Harris or a Ben Simmons or something. Yeah. Or yeah. Damian Lillard in the event that he's not in the lineups that you have Harden in. Right. And the, the good thing about this game is you should have a ton of ownership either way. So making moves around these lineups, I'm going to have a lot of pieces left. And I like Philly and the Warriors as well. So like I'm going to have most of my exposure in the 10 o'clock games, which makes swapping a lot easier. If Blake Griffin was playing his full allotment of minutes uh, and Harden was out, 
that would make for a fun one, but I don't think yeah. that'll be the case. So. No, no, not at all. Like, is it going to be Bruce Brown? I feel like it's just going to be, we're going to see a ton of Bruce Brown. Yeah, you're going to see a ton of Bruce Brown for sure. If, if we're talking about if Harden is out, Harden either, either, either way. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot of Bruce Brown. Chris Chioza goes from not playing to probably one of the better value plays of the day. I have to assume you would then start at the point guard spot. It would just get pretty, pretty wacky. Tyler Johnson, I already mentioned he would be even better of a play. Like, it gets crazy. Yeah, it's going to get wild for sure. Anyway, that'll do it for us today, guys. Thanks as always for hanging out. Sorry, we uh, get off track sometimes, but yeah. hopefully you enjoy the conversation and always happy to bring you guys in on it as well. Uh, the, the the chat, the comments, leave a comment after the show if you're watching now and or if you're watching after it's out and check it out on podcast form if that's easier for you as well. Hit that thumbs up before you go and be sure to check out all of our content coming up. Josh's contenders are already out. His uh, process show early every morning is something that if you haven't seen yet, I would certainly recommend checking it out. And because it's Awesome's YouTube channel, we got stuff all day long. The PGA Strategy Show at 2 p.m., the NHL Strategy Show at 3, the Daily Game Plan Behind the Paywall with Sean Zahn, 3 p.m., Tip-Off, 4 p.m., Deeper Dive, Live Before Lock, going from 5 all the way up to 7, and then closing out the day, the NBA Late Slate, Swap and Sweat, 9 p.m., Whatever you need, we got you covered right here on the Osmo YouTubes. We'll talk to you soon.